Hey, just to warn you guys, yes, this is a podcast about board games, but we use a lot of adult language and adult situations, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Cinegamer, a podcast about intellectual property board games. I am your host, uh, Jason Soto. Uh, joining me is my uh, brother from another planet, uh, Toby. What's up, Toby? Hey, I'm doing great here. Just don't lay uh, eggs on my chest. That's all I can uh, I, I, w- I wouldn't do that. Uh, Not on your chest, always. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, let me... Put every sort of armor on my body. Um, we are joined with a guest this month. Uh, he is my pal. I've known him for a very long time, back when I used to do movie blogging. Uh, and I discovered he is a board game geek like us. And so he requested this episode. So give it up to James Blake Ewing. What's up, James? Uh, not much. I'm glad I was not your brother from another planet because that would have been <laughs> awkward. We would all be brothers, my goodness. I know. Yeah, I know. we're all like, oddly related. Oddly related. Um, but yeah, no planting eggs anywhere, guys. Like it it's not Easter time. We can't we can only plant eggs. This would have been a good Easter game. Now this would have been a good Easter game. Oh, what were you last my year? My goodness. <laughs> that, oh. oh well. It's fine. That, you don't that gotta be always funny, be thematic. <laughs> that would be an amazing comedy skit, is just like Eat kids Easter hunting, but then they find like the alien egg, or that like the fun. the Easter bunny is actually an alien. Yeah, and it, and, it's it's, and it spits like acid as well. Best kids. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Let's make this happen. I like that. All right. Kind of cool. We'll start the script. We'll we'll get work. <laughs> I'm sure they'll give us the rights to the right. Yeah. So they'll give us the rights. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm looking forward to uh, today's discussion. But before we do that, I'm sorry, you guys. I run the podcast network the show is on, and I like to get paid. So I have to do this little bit of service here so I get paid money. <laughs> so you're all going to bear with me here. Everything that we do here at Rabbit Hole Podcast is sponsored by Audible. You can go to audiblechild.com slash rabbitholepods and try it absolutely free for 30 days. You can download any audiobook, original show, or podcast that you want. And after the 30-day trial expires, you only pay $14.99 a month, and you get more content from Audible. Now, if you decide to cancel this anytime, even after the trial, you get to keep anything you have downloaded. So why not give it a chance? AudibleTrial.com slash RabbitHolePods. When you use that link, you help us out here at the network. So thanks, guys. We appreciate it. We also appreciate the Patreon members. You can become a Patreon member by going to patreon.com slash rabbitholepods. $3 a month gets you into our exclusive club where you can access episodes early, check out bonus content, and all kinds of great goodies like access to our Discord or joining us whenever we go live on Twitch. Patreon.com slash rabbitholepods. And a huge shout out to all of our Patreon members. Patreon members, I would marry every single one of you if I could or if we lived in Utah. So thank you guys so much. I super appreciate you guys. You're the reason why I keep doing this. And I probably shouldn't have said that because now they're all going to take their money back. We are like the Maury Povich of podcasts. People come to this show because it's a train wreck. I'm giving this podcast three stars. The host keeps yelling at me. The people have clearly spoken. Check out Whatever with Jason Soto on Anchor, Apple, Google, wherever you get awesome podcasts, or 
you can go to the home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. Second thing yes. I want to talk about is I want to talk about urination. I want to talk about peeing specifically. See what happens when Jason throws out the segments. This is what we get instead. Okay, before we get to today's episode, I got um, some interesting news I want to share. Um, so uh, first I want to talk about this. I want to talk about game... <laughs> called worms the board game now this is reportedly um based on a video game mm -hmm. i don't know a lot about the video game uh so james i don't know if you did did you know anything about the video uh, game worms is a very long running series that is like uh it started out 2d and it's like 2d side like kind of you see in that picture you're showing me it's mm -hmm. like a 2d side thing where you can like hit each other with bats or shoot each other with bazookas. And it was made by like a, I think that's like a British group. And so it has like a very funny sense of humor too. Uh, the games are super fun, uh, but they're also like just ridiculous bonkers, hard to take seriously. <laughs> um, I mean, this looks like worms. Like, I mean, I've been playing this for like, man, we played this back like in high school, man. This is a long oh, time. Really? Wow, this is that old? I had no idea. I've yeah, never heard like, this of was, it. I, I haven't heard of it. started coming out in the 90s, I think. Like the early okay. 90s, I think, is when the first ones came out. I mean, it looks cool. Um, it actually does kind of look cool. Uh, the minis look amazing. Toby was just drooling over the minis. Yeah, the minis are pretty cool. And, well, it's Mantic as well. Mantic? Are you familiar with Mantic? I'm not. Mantic. Oh, they did that. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh shit okay yeah sweet okay cool so yeah if you scroll down a little more here sorry for the viewers at home who can't see this but you see team 17 those are the people that made the video game so i'm assuming that uh -huh. if they got it that they this is all legit and licensed perfectly yeah, I mean, i'm sure this in is. this day and age after as many kickstarters have had ips fall through i feel like they you know <laughs> and mantic's done a bunch of games at this point i assume yeah they're, they're crap mm -hmm. like they're not gonna yeah. get a IP that it's going to fall through. This looks, I mean, this looks. Uh, I really like the artwork. Looks artwork is really cool. Yeah, it's very yeah, like the, the it's art, very cartoony. Um, yeah, the the original artwork, if you look at the game, is like this. So it's it's definitely in that vein. Move and jump around the landscape. Collect cool. crates for weapons mm -hmm. and utilities. Area control. Inflict damage and pick off the opposing teams. Okay, I like that. I like battling people. Um, once you played your first few games, an optional section of the rule book lets you customize. Okay, cool. So it looks like there's map tiles. It looks like they yeah. give you like scenario maps. Sunday. And then once you're familiar with it, you can make your own. That's pretty cool. And you can adjust your own lengths, your game yeah. lengths. Okay, hey, that's cool. I, I like when they do that in games because sometimes it stuff feels a little too long and it's like, oh my god, can't we just end this? Yeah. Um so Dice Tower thought it was fun. And man versus meeples. Man, man versus meeple. Uh I'm... pledge level. So it's uh 79 uh pounds for just the the that... base game, I guess. Is that mayhem pledge? Yeah, let me look over here. Uh, yeah, seventy nine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, Armageddon. Pledge. Armageddon pledge is uh one nineteen pounds. Again, these are all pounds. These are all because uh, this is from this is from England, medieval England. That's approximately one hundred fifty two American. Uh, get everything plus new landscapes to battle across. Lex accessories. So that's probably the Toby pledge. Uh, and then the retailer. Retailer. Uh, okay. This looks kind of cool. I don't know if I'm going to get this myself. I just thought it looked really cool. I like the, the way it looked. And, yeah. you know, it's it's an IP game as well. So I thought I'd mention it to anyone yeah. listening who may be into this. I got it. Yeah, I got an email because I have Hellboy. So Mantic sent me an email for this. And I looked at it and I was like, ah, that looks a little too cutesy and cartoonish. <laughs> For me, but I I didn't even like open it up. I just saw the you know worms. That's, I just, that's cool. I just saw that and I just kind of dismissed it. But this is making me reconsider now. So, well, we got so the, real, see. the real test will be because this worms that I describe in the same category is like uh, Super Smash Brothers, which is like will cause like all out real fights with your friends over the game because it gets tense, man. 
There have right. been words after we've played this game before. Uh, okay. So I don't know if the board game is going to capture that feeling. Oh, I'm sure it will. Oh, in the box, like probably. I'm sure it happens will. in the video game, and you're like, that is not fair. But it's also kind of hilarious, but mostly when it happens to somebody else, you know? Uh, so right now, uh, so this episode goes out on the 1st. Uh, or maybe the second depends on how time I have. And uh, you oh, come have, on. you have until Friday, September fifteenth. Yeah, <laughs> Friday, September fifteenth, to back this on Kickstarter. Um, fourteen days ago. Okay, fourteen days to go. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm probably not going to get it myself. But with Toby and Evelyn, I guess I, I got to get it. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably play it then. Um, but it looks. I thought it looked cool, and I want to talk about it for a minute because again, IP game. Um. Okay, the next one is my interesting story. So, you know how Facebook now is riddled with ads. And, it is not, and it's ads that are geared towards your likes and interests and everything. So, of course, I get a bunch of, I get two things: I get board games and I get women with big boobs. But we won't talk about that last part. Oh, I um, thought you were going to say the the Republican Party. No, no. <laughs> um. But um, I saw this game called Farm Race. Farm, Farm Race. Farm Race, yeah. Okay. I, I, I was looking at this myself. I saw this, and how they describe it is they say it's like uh, the Settlers of Catan or Catan, uh, but very in-your-face, uh, very, you know, take that or whatever. And it's supposed to be a parody of like Euro games. That's what the email I got said. Um, so I took a look at it. Um, it's three to four players, uh, plays 90, 120 minutes. Uh, it is currently on Kickstarter. It actually ends the day before Worms and it's on Thursday, September 14th. Um, but then I was like thinking about it. And then the one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and back that. It looks kind of cool and it looks funny. It is made by one, if not two guys that created Cards Against Humanity. Now, oh, Cards Against really? Humanity, they made a company that's just called Cards Against Humanity, and they've made other board games. For example, Secret Hitler is mm-hmm. done by Cards Against Humanity. Uh, they've done a few other games I can't think of right now. But uh, so if that gives you any kind of idea what the humor is like. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, but then. Um, I got a message. I, I went to their Kickstarter and it was like this Kickstarter has been taken down due to intellectual property uh, or stolen intellectual property or something. And I was like, what? And so I looked up the story. So this is the story. Um, They wanted to include has a um, what's that called stretch goal uh, called a parody pack or it was a pack of cards and it was gonna parody, um, it was gonna parody other games, and so like mm-hmm. the cards were gonna have, you know, like pick a game. They were gonna have a card that parody that card. So one of the cards they were gonna parody was uh, a card in Wingspan, and uh, I don't think there's pictures of it anymore. But they had a comparison of the Wingspan card and then their card, and it looked very identical. Hmm. So Stonemeyer Games, who owns and publishes uh, Wingspan, didn't like this for some reason and messaged the creators and said, hey, I don't approve of that card. Take it down. And just as the creators were going to get into parody law, which I'm going to get to in a second, uh, Stonemeyer reported the Kickstarter to Kickstarter and they took it down. Hmm. And so the only way they can get the game back up is if they took the parody packs out. And so there was like a three day legal struggle of of the creators of this game trying to get the get lawyers to be like, hey, they have every right to do this because I don't know if you guys knew about, you know, parody law. But that's kind of how Weird Al gets away with what he does. Uh-huh. He doesn't technically have to get the rights or permission or anything to parody a song because it's under parody which is under free speech and, you know, yada, yada. So they're trying to explain this to Stonemeyer, and they're not having it. Like, nobody is having this whatsoever. So they had to take this pack out in order for the Kickstarter to come back. 
And I just thought that was ridiculous. Um, one for Stonemeyer to be so goddamn serious that they're like, like, no, nobody will make fun of our card. Well, uh, what <laughs> what kind of uh, parody uh, of the card was it? Was it a bad taste or no? It was just it just looked like the card. Um, I don't know if there's a picture. Like I said, I think, well, I'm looking on here as well. I think to they took they, it down yeah, because they I had to take it down. I found a picture of it. Um, I had to do a little digging. But uh, it, it it was like like I mean, like I don't understand yeah, why they like it's spoofing. There's one that spoofs like Ticket to Ride. There's one that spoofs yeah. like Power Grid, and there's one that spoofs like Wingspan. And the so the actual art on the card is like original, but like the design of the card looks like the original artist's design. And maybe that's where they were like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe if they did, yeah, maybe if they it. altered the artwork a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mm. It's just like, yeah, I feel like Stonemaier tends to be a little bit more in touch with like gamer culture and different, you know, especially since it's run by Jamie uh, Stigmeyer, who just seems Stigmeier, like he's yeah. a little bit more laid back as like a owner of a company but i don't know maybe they i don't know it was it was weird oh maybe it wasn't his maybe he was the one that got upset maybe it was a designer of wingspan there it is yeah got the, i mean upset so i know uh really a number of artists i think beth sobel is like the main one on that and she's like a big artist now yeah right. there there's like the military drone and that's what it is so maybe it's Maybe it's because it's a military drone that they got upset about. Who knows? Because well, it's, it's, a, it's a weapon. It's one thing to be like upset about it, but then it's another thing to like legally do something about it. Because technically, this game company—I try to forget what they're called—Cards uh, Against Humanity, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, they have a different name. Or, yeah, I, I saw it earlier. Um, yeah, because I well, it's Medium Brow Games. So, um, but yeah, they, you know, they're, they were protected by the law. That's what's weird. And it was just like, no, we're not going to budge. You have to get rid of those cards. So it's kind of weird. It's just weird. Um, the, other, the other thing worth considering, and this is weird, is like, that's the law, like, in America, but in other countries, like, IP laws are much stricter. Like, I know in Japan and other countries, because I've actually personal story i've actually gotten uh copyright strikes from japan before it was actually studio wow. ghibli uh so uh <laughs> i made a video and apparently i made a clip in my video too long and they copyright striked it and i like asked about it and they're like well this is from a japanese company so you'd have to take it to like a japanese court and i'm like yeah that's not happening uh so <laughs> well you don't want to fly to japan and get that taken care of no no so uh, james, i don't know if that was one? i i know but uh still that kind of that kind of I feel like that puts a damper on the humor because I feel like I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like those I feel like most people would take this in good jest. Um, maybe think? some people would have be offended because it's a military drone. Maybe they're no, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But I, anyway, I did I did back the game because I, I I was going to do. That's why I discovered all this even happening without going to back right. it because it looks funny. Yeah, because I thought I thought um, the same as well because I was thinking about backing it. But yeah, so I went ahead and backed it. So um plus the thing anything that makes funny euro games is a okay in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, James. Um the last thing I wanted to mention and I don't know if I opened it or not. No, I don't think I did. Um, just a quick, quick, quick update, really. Um, back in Gen Con, uh, Toby and I reported, we were first on the scene, that uh, two guys stole $300,000 worth of uh, cards from Gen Con. They, like, they like, they like Ocean's Eleven their way into... <laughs> uh, but some information has come out since then. First, we've learned that the two guys are game designers, mm -hmm. actual game designers. They're from New York. And so they pretty much, you know, had a right to be there. Like, that's how they kind of got in, I guess. And so, um, and so, uh, so that's one update. The second update that just happened like a day or two ago is the cops found the cards. 
in New York City. They found all the cards, and now they're trying to get them back to Indianapolis. Um, and then I guess that means they found the guys. I'm assuming that's what that. I, I don't know. I I didn't read. Well, the news story didn't say if they found the guys. They just said they found the cards. Hmm. And they're bringing the cards back to Indianapolis has evidence. Hmm. But they didn't say anything about the two guys, which, again, if you look this, if you look into this, the two guys, they made themselves very known. Like, they did not hide their faces. Yeah, they were on every single <laughs> camera that was in the convention center and in the hotel. And I think Satellite picked them up. Right. Wow, yeah. So, uh, you know, everyone knew what they looked like. No, so I I remember reading about this because the part of the update was is that they were wearing the t-shirts that was like the design of their company. Yeah, yeah. When they took the cards, and right. people were like, "Did you not think you were going to get tracked?" So I think, like one thing made it sound like they gave up the cards, but I don't know if that's uh, entirely true. I know they said that they're like. They've uh, the two guys now have like a lawyer representing them, but I mean, you got caught on camera stealing three hundred thousand dollars of magic cards. Like, Wizards of the Coast yeah. is gonna fry you. I'm sorry. No, uh, they're 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 done for. They're they're they got stupid money. So they're not uh, gonna they're not gonna design a game in this town ever again. They're really not. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, I mean, a that you know. We could argue the moral qualms, but like stealing is on this level is kind of absurd. And I assume they were stealing for like another company selling magic cards. And it's just like it's the other thing. Why did I do this? And, exactly. And then like also you're like in the industry trying to sell a game. And it's just I don't know. It's just it's all around like a really it's a bad look for the industry to have someone who designs games like stealing. Yeah, are the people stuff? It's like I just like on, know guys. what what the hell they were thinking. Exactly. Like, what was their what was their end game? In exactly. This? I mean, so. look, I get it. Magic cards are stupid, dumb, expensive now, but that doesn't yeah. mean you go to Gen Con to steal them. Come on, guys. <laughs> I think we need to design a game about this story about yeah, right. uh, about exactly. a couple of guys who steals gay steal cards <laughs> from a game from a convention. And Maybe. try to get away with it. Yeah, that's the game right there. I like it. Our <laughs> okay, so we got to write a movie and we got to design a game. <laughs> is you have to steal cards from another physical board game, and you get points for each <laughs> card you steal from other physical board games. Make a meta. I, I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, and different right. different sized cards give you different points. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, that's all I got for the news. I just want to talk about those things really quickly. It's been a wacky month for news. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our main discussion here. Um, today we are going to be discussing a game called Alien Fate of the Nostromo. Uh, came out in 2021, which surprises me. I thought it was way more recent than that. Um, it was by is uh, published by Ravensburger Games and designer Scott Rogers, who's a name I don't recognize. Neither. Yeah, uh, I looked let's... him up, and he's very new. This may have been his first game. He is. Okay, making, he's done a few of, things. Of note, he is mm. making the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the game board game. Oh, which okay, I pre-ordered I'm that. Curious about. <laughs> And I feel yeah. like, have you already pre-ordered that? I feel like you probably I have. pre-ordered it, yeah. No, yeah. Was, was that at Gen Con? It was not. Not this one, no. Not the Funko. Oh, the Trick or Treat it, uh, one was yeah. at Gen Con, but not this okay. one. So uh, okay. And, and his other games, I just, I'd honestly never, I don't think I've I'd I've seen Pantone the game. It's it's a party game, yeah. I've seen well, that as well. And uh, ray guns and rocket ships. I've seen. I remember seeing that when that came out. I don't know whatever happened with that. If that ever, you know, if anyone and, actually played played it or liked uh, it. Uh, but yeah, he made so a Marvel Villains expansion that I okay. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't pay it. The Venom Marvel yeah. The Venom one. So this is based on the on the seventy nine right seventy eight seventy nine uh, mm-hmm. movie Alien, the first movie. Um, not the one with the S at the end of it. This is just a singular alien, and uh, with a singular alien, the singular alien in spoiler it. alert, no, and um, and that uh, that's what this game is based on. And um, 
it's a it's a uh retail uh game like you know it was at target mm-hmm. and you know your walmarts and whatnot uh for a while now it's not anymore i just came from target earlier today and i didn't see it is it out of print or anything no, it's out of, it might that? not necessarily be out of print it might just be you know you know big box stores they like to cycle yeah. through their um yeah. good source is amazon but um yeah, you probably get it on amazon Fate. There you go. Board game. Um, but uh, yeah. that's twenty four bucks. Yeah. So no, it is not out of print. You can get this on Amazon. Um, but yeah. So this is very much a mass market. That's the world trying to find mass market mm-hmm. game. Um, but I don't let that stop me from having a good time because I don't mind mass market games. Uh, but James, as long as they're put, they're done well. Um, before we get into the nooks and crannies of the game, you were like, hey, I want to cover Alien Fate of the Nostromos with you. What What was your reasoning for that? Uh, one, I had like seen, I'd seen it several times, like at Target, I think. That's usually where I see this style of game. Mm-hmm. Um, and because Target tends to have a pretty good selection, so I'll go through there. Yeah. And I was like, I also just kind of wanted to work my way into this podcast. And all the ones I wanted to do, you like you had already done, right? I was like, well, have you done this one? You're like, yeah. I was like, well, have you done this one? You're like, yeah. I think I even was like, um, yeah. Like, I just started going down the list. And you were like, oh, we already played that one. I think I was yeah. like, Fury of Dracula. You're like, oh, yeah, we did yeah. that one. And then there was like another one. Uh, you're like, oh, yeah, we did that one. And I was like, dang it. Like, you've done all the ones I wanted to do. <laughs> So I was like, well, what's one that like I would probably buy? Um, and this is not a slight to IP games. I really like some IP games. Like before we jumped on, I was telling you all how much I like Star Wars Rebellion, but that was on your Star Wars episode you did recently. I think yeah. when I mentioned that to you, I think you said you already had someone lined up for that. Um, so uh, I saw this game and I was like, well, I'm like a huge fan of Alien. Um, the first movie, it's actually my favorite of the whole trilogy i don't acknowledge any films existing after that um but uh the the thing i was i was looking at it and i liked it was like okay this looks like something that would be medium like lighter to medium weight that you could play like with a variety of people right like you could play yeah. this with your more serious group and then also like right right family who's like oh i've seen it i mean like you know like um <laughs> my sister has seen alien and some, you know, it's like dad has seen alien. So it's like, we could be that and like, Oh yeah, I remember this part. Um, So it could could be like an easy pitch to people that just casually have seen alien. So that was kind of my thinking going into that is it could be something that like I keep in my collection and play it. And it's, it's a co-op. That's also an easy pitch for like, co-op. Yeah, this is, this is not anyway, none of this is disparaging co-ops, but co-ops tend to be an easier sell for people who are not as competitive. Actually, 100%. I, I, I know that by personal experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know everybody <laughs> in their life has that person. It's like, I just don't, I don't like being competitive. Yeah. Gosh. Like, oh, it's like, well, you can play this game, but we're not fighting each other. And they're like, what? So you, you, can, know, you can easily play it solo as well. This is soloable. Yeah, solo. yeah. And then I did also want to try the solo mode. So it kind of felt like it had a little bit of everything going on for me. And so that was kind of why I was like, well, let's, let's try Alien. And so uh, we'll get into it and see if it paid off or not. Um. So, yeah. So let's go over quickly how it plays. Um. So, yeah, like James said, this is a cooperative game. Uh, you get to pick one of five characters. Uh, Ripley, Parker, Dallas. Um, Lambert. Yeah, Lambert, Lambert and uh, um, Brett. And Brett, yeah. You get to pick one of those five. But not Jonesy. Uh, not Jonesy. Um, Jonesy's on the back of the board. Mm. But, um, and each of them has a special, like, you know, ability, except for, for Dallas. Dallas. Well, he has an extra he action. Can move in, he can do an extra action, but that's mm-hmm. it. Um, and so uh, what you're trying to do is at setup, you're going to get these objective cards, and there's like 10 in the game. And you shuffle them, you draw out however many players you have plus one. So in a four-player game, you got five objectives you have to complete. And then uh, they're typically stuff like, you know, take two coolant canisters to the docking bay or everyone has to be in the uh, workshop at or the once, galley or the galley or wherever. Uh, or you got to have like two scrap things um, 
Um, where every player had to have a scrap. Every player had to have a scrap and meet like in the docking bay yeah. or something like that. So that's the objectives. Uh, you can do the objectives in any order you can, just however you can do them. And on the board, you're putting these tokens down. There's a, uh, there's these little scrap tokens that you collect, and you can uh, turn those uh, into items. You can you can craft certain items. You can like craft. incinerators and grappling guns and flashlights and yeah, stuff. motion tractors. Uh, they all have a special ability they that will help you along, right. along your way. They basically help you fight off the alien that's you, running around. Right, because you you need these to either um, you could discard them to complete the objectives, or you just need to carry them into the area to uh, complete the objective, but then you can still use them for their ability as well. Correct. But some of them, you can only use them like twice and then you have to discard it. So mm-hmm. you have to make sure you complete the objective first. Yeah. Before you got to go pick one up again. So. Right. Um, so now on your character sheet, there's like three slots for items and then one for the uh, coolant um, canister. Coolant canister. Uh-huh. And uh, the coolant canister, you can also turn into scrap. And some, your, and some of your objectives need the coolant canister as well. So you're going around the board, you take actions. Each character has different number of actions they can take. Um, um, the guy I had only did three. Yeah, Brett only has Brett three. Only had Brett three, only has three whereas Dallas had five, and mostly everyone else has four actions. I believe everyone does have four other than those two. And yeah. part of your actions is you can move, uh, you can pick up, uh an item or you can pick up as many scrap as you want you can use the item you can use the item uh you can craft the item and um i think that might be a i think that's it that's it and trade or trade you can trade trading i couldn't remember if trading was a free action no it's an action and then uh after your turn you draw an encounter card and this is how the alien moves the alien's gonna move throughout the ship and it tells you like how the number of spaces they move. And then there's this stupid, stupid, annoying track on the board called Crew Morale. It is the stupidest damn invention I've ever seen in a board game. And this is basically how you lose the game. If this track moves so fast, it gets to the end, you just lose the game. And how you lose morale is the encounter card tells you if the alien ever enters your space, uh, you take you lose this much morale. However, there are items that help you, you know, adjust that so you don't take as much morale. Like the flashlight, the flashlight always reduces by one. Yeah, so a flashlight is you definitely have to craft a flashlight, which we yeah. did in a second, oh, yeah. our second game. And then uh, after you do all that, then there's uh, you're spawning like more scrap, and then there's these containments or conceal tokens. You put them face down on the board. Uh, at the start of at the start of the game, they're like in three locations, but then these cards bring out more, and they're face down. Anytime you go into a space with one of those tokens, you have to turn it over. And then, if it's blank, nothing happens. If it has a little chompy symbol with a number <laughs> in it, teeth. the teeth. How do I call it a chompy symbol? I should design a board game with all the should, yeah. <laughs> chompy chompy symbol. symbol. Chomp, when you draw the chompy symbol, um, the alien shows up in your spot. Uh, you take that much morale damage. And what's kind of a good thing, yes. it works out a lot for us. It helped and, out a lot. And James, I want you to tell me this helped out for you. The alien uh, makes you run up to three spaces. You have did to you, flee. Did you find that useful, James? Yes, but not I'll come back to it later, but yes, but not always in a way that made me like the game. I found it useful, but in kind of like uh, if you wanted to, you could abuse it way and make the game. I guess I'll just say it. like you could abuse it game and make it too easy. Like if you were like, oh, I'll go in here and grab scrap and it's like, oh, there's an alien. Well, then I'll just move these free three spaces to get where I wanted to go anyway. Like it was kind of easy to cheat a little bit with it. <laughs> I won't say cheat, but what? it was just like you could game it a little bit and be like, yeah, because you can oh, strategize. Well, this ends up being an alien token, oh, so bad. Yeah, yeah, you, you can you can uh, make that part of your strategy to move into an area so you could uh, have that extra movement points. Yeah. Um, and then one of the tokens is actually Jonesy. We were just talking yeah, about Jonesy. Jonesy's like one damage, I I think. Yeah, but then yeah, so and the story and the. 
the, the yeah. rule book says that he hisses at you. So that's why you lose a morale. I I, well, I, I, I always found that you. disappointing. I found well, that disappointing because Jonesy is a cool cat in the movie. I know, but jump scare in the movie, it's thematic, you know? The big jump scare <laughs> yeah. where she thinks it's the alien, it's the cat. And then yeah. they don't they don't capture no, it. I, like, I, <laughs> I guess. God, James, you talked me into it. I, I'm just saying, like when I saw that when I saw that rule, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause in the movie, they're all like gathered around that locker and they open it up and Jenny's like and then just runs off and they're just like, oh my god. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that they included Jonesy in the game. I, I would have liked no, no, Jonesy as a little bitty character or something, running around doing something. That would have well, been funny. Am I wrong in thinking, is it one of the missions that you have to, like, capture Jonesy? Oh, you know, I don't know. Man, we, well, I haven't played that, if that is if the case. Yeah. I'm gonna look we're we're going to look it up. And, and look. Um, which actually, actually leads to the next part. After you complete your objectives, there's a final mission. And there's like how many is there, Toby? One, two, three, four, five missions. There's five of these missions. You don't, you know, you just randomly pick one. And then it just it gives you like a final thing you gotta do. And they're all kind of different. Um, they're typically just like you have to have this item go to this room, and then you gotta have so much scrap, and then you win the game. Or the one we had, one of the ones we had was one person had to be at the bridge, one of them had to be at the airlock, and then the alien had to be in or near the airlock. Um, and then if all of those happen, and then you draw a card from the encounter, and it's an alien encounter, you suck the alien out of the ship, and you win the game. Which is how what we did. That was how we won. Yeah, the uh, escape on the Narcissus card, uh, one of the objectives is the crew must have a cat carrier and incinerator in inventory. Um, so yeah, I so guess, I I interpreted that as like you had to have Jonesy in the you, cat. Yeah, you had, you had to pick him up. Right, got it. Okay. I agree okay. too. Yeah, I've never actually I have not ever seen that card before. I don't yeah, know. interesting. We just always chose randomly. Right. Yeah, that one has yeah, never yeah. come up. <laughs> huh. Um. So that's how you win the game, and then again you lose when you get on that damn morale track. Uh, but there are again ways to keep it from going so fast, and I think there's certain ways you may be able to push stuff back. Maybe no, I don't think there no, is not... a way that you can you can push the morale track back. Up. Back, but I mean, you know, you gotta have something that's going to. No, I know. You know, I I, I don't know how else they could have done that. I real I, I guess you know, maybe each character has X amount of health. Yeah, and you know they could all you know somebody gets five. Uh, damage done to them, they're out of the game. You know, you could have done that, I guess. My, instead my, of having a morale track. My complaint about the yeah. morale track is just that it moves so fast. Yeah, because well, that's are, why you got to have a flashlight. There are cards that, like, you know, when the alien pops up or whatever, it's like five or four or some shit. And it's like, Jesus. It's, and it's not that, you know, there's only I, like... I think four was the... the, uh, the Lowe's four. four there. I'm going to look at the counter cards real quick, but I think four... four there's like 18 spaces on that track. There's four. So if you ever get like a four or a five or whatever, that moves really quickly. There's so one yeah, four. you definitely need to build a flashlight. Oh no, there's two four cards and it looks like four three cards. Um. So James, how many times have you played this? So I played it uh, three times. So I played it once solo, once with two people and once with three people. I could never get a four or five going. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, all right. Um, you said you played a solo. I'm sorry. Yeah. How is it solo? Uh, solo was probably the easiest playthrough because it was very like I you could manipulate stuff the easiest to kind of be in your favor, if that makes sense. Because you could be like, Yeah, oh, I could go for this now, or there's really not the time pressure like i'll wait and do this first and then do this as opposed to like when there's more people across more of the map it's easier for stuff to kind of like pop up where you don't want it to be or be like oh i don't want that there okay. um so, so it, it also there's just like less to do and since you're just taking turns back to back to back there's not like a um trying to think of the way to say it uh, it's not like, oh, that's way over here now. Like, yeah, you're going to have to track all the way over there instead of another person getting it. But yeah. uh, it doesn't have 
it doesn't have like the built-in timer that like some co-ops have like oh you run out of cards and now you're done like a pandemic um i mean that's kind of what the morale track is for but like if you stay out of those big rooms a lot of the times like you don't like if you don't and you're turning like a big room you can kind of get away with not having the morale track go down you know there was like that was kind of my one of my recurring problems with this game is like i found i don't want to say i'm like like a power gamer by any means but i just saw like all the ways to like cheat this game really fast and it was just like it it kind of took the fun out of it for me but also i felt like they should have maybe designed it a little bit better to Uh, not have those ways to the reasoning for that is probably because it's a mass market game they're trying to appeal to like you know common joes who just see it in target and they're like hey lane i saw that when i was a kid yeah yeah yeah, let's get that you know so they don't want to make it super complicated rules with you know shit like that and playing against a kid and stuff you know what i mean (laughs) and that and that being said like i feel like if you have any like moderate experience with co-ops you like absolutely have to play with Ash. Like if you don't play with Ash, this game I feel like makes it so easy to do that. Like I played I did play the solo with Ash, but like I ended up getting him stuck in some corner or something. So I just kept using the what is it, the ladders or whatever to like get past him. And it just you know, it was it was Yeah, easy I don't think to... we've ever played with Yeah, Ash. we we've never yeah. played. I and I've never played. I mean I played I have seven plays of this listed. Um, and I've never played with Ash. Um, James, how many characters did you play when you played solo? So I, just one? I just played. I think you just play with one. So I played. Okay. I think that was the one where I played as Ripley. I think I played as Ripley. I played as. Um, did I play as Dallas once? And then I think I played as. Um, what's his name? Um, um Brett Parker. Yeah, Brett Parker. It was Parker. Parker was the other one I played as. Yeah, I played as solo, but I, I played as all four characters. Maybe that would have been more I, I didn't even think about doing that. I thought you just played as one. Maybe I missed Well, whenever I whenever I play games, I always play like four handed or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I like to have the full experience of the game. And plus that helps me learn the game so I could teach it to multiple people whenever i i play a game and, and teach it yeah 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 um, i could see that being more fun yeah um one of the other things i kind of like about this is the artwork is kind of cool um, oh yeah because the they actually look like yeah. the actors yes they they oh, did yeah. a really good job like it's a art. drawing of sigourney weaver but it, it looks like her i will say there was one card in there of uh brett uh-huh and the artwork what didn't look exactly like him, but I mean that that's fine, you know. But like yeah. the the cards on the the player boards, yeah, look really nice. And this this one card, it's Order Nine Thirty Seven cards. I mean that looks just like Dallas. <laughs> it does, yeah. It's just like yeah. him. They, they they did a really good job on it. Yeah, I think I think this definitely for me gets like an A plus in the production category yeah. because. Um, like this is a mass market game. They could have like cheaped out on stuff, but you get, oh, the cool, yeah. get the cool plastic minis for the players and then a plastic mini for the alien, which I feel like those are the big things you need. Um, mm-hmm. and then everything else I think is like little cardboard pieces or standees, which is fine. Right, then, yeah, they definitely could have made standees for the, the characters. And they didn't. Right. They're minis. They're actual They're minis. minis. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, just like the aesthetic fits in so well with like the alien aesthetic, right? Like it looks like that like 70s era idea of like what we thought like the future was going to look like. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like it's kind of like re- what they would call retro futurism now. Like yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, Alien yeah. was like one of the movies that really solidified that feel. Um, so it like it looks great. And on the table, it like really pops and people it are like, did, oh, yeah. this is cool. Um, it did. And I, I think I think it's a fantastic production um, for sure like that. I, th- I think it was just like a couple of the rules uh, and some of the difficulty I found, like not as much as I would like. And I'll I mean, I will admit that I I would probably tend to play the harder uh, co-op games like those tend to be what my group likes. But I'll, I'll play some ladder ones, too, with like 
my mm. family and stuff. And even like, I think my family was bored mm. with this game. One of the players <laughs> we had, they're like, this is too easy. And I'm like, well, this is what the rules say. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe we just got lucky with the token distribution and the deck and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, I played through it three times and it was like, never, maybe you need like really like four people to keep that morale tracker more tighter. Yeah. But it always felt yeah, like yeah. it was not, it was never by like a thin margin. Like every time I beat pa- like pandemic, like base pandemic, it always feels like, okay, that was down to the wire to where this one was like, oh, like I had 10 morale left or I had eight morale left. It never felt like, oh man, that was close. So that was my experience playing it. Maybe, maybe it was just some bad variation where I got too lucky, which I hate to say about a game, but it does. In a co-op, it does kind of suck when like the victory feels like it came too easy, you know. So yeah, that was yeah, kind of my get... experience. Um, okay. but that that's kind of that was my thoughts on that. All right. Um. All right. Is there anything else before we do like our final like our thoughts and stuff on it? Anything else you want to mention about the gameplay or anything else? Toby or James or I don't know. I think we kind of covered it somewhat. I I think I think we'll go with that. I, uh, I think there are two games I wanted to mention in relation to this. Uh one is a game that's also by Ravensburger that I feel like is gonna replace this game for me. And I bought it like maybe a month or two after I got and played this game, and that's that's horrified. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like horrified. There's a little bit, I don't know. Like I, I played it and was immediately like, "This is more like what I want for my co-op." Just personal taste, and it's fun to have the different monsters to swap out. And uh, it felt like a lot more, uh, like the way that 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 game progresses and like each different monster is like its own kind of mini game to beat. Like was really fun to me. Um, to where this one, I understand like it's a different setting and IP, but it's like the different objectives feel like I was just shuffling things a different way to win. Um, yeah. Okay. But but horrified, I would say like if you're looking at this, also take a look at horrified. Obviously, if you're a huge Alien fan, you're probably going to want this over that. But I like both properties a lot. Like Universal yeah. Monsters are a lot of fun. So and then I think they also did like an American, didn't they? Do like yes. an American. Yeah, like with Bigfoot and and they actually have a Greek one that's getting ready to come out. Yes, I saw that. That's cool. So Greek uh, monsters, Greek monsters. I would say if you're looking for something the same weight, maybe look at those two. I would say I think Horrified's a little bit better of a game, but like Aliens, maybe if you want like the aesthetic experience, it's good. And then I think Toby and I mentioned this beforehand, but like, um. I think I also kind of had the little bit of this game spoiled because I had played I'd played Nemesis a number of times before I played that. This yeah. like Nemesis is really what I think I want from an alien game. Yeah, <laughs> Nemesis is definitely what Alien should have been. Exactly. Yeah. If they could have got the licensing for for from Alien for for Nemesis, that would just been perfect. Yeah, and and Nemesis is definitely more of like a gamer's game. So like mm-hmm. that would not be something I would bring to like you know, like a family or friend gathering, but it's like your board game group. It's just really fun. And the thing that I also like is Nemesis has that, like someone can be a backstabber. And I I have to confess as someone who chronically backstabs people in game, I just, that just brings me so much joy (laughs) that you could be like, you could be like the ash of the group, right. And screw someone over. And I, I do have to tell a very short story is that, um, one of the guys that's now a mainstay in my gaming group, the first time I met him, it was him and his brother-in-law and then two other guys in our group. And so we were playing Nemesis and I'd played games with his brother or, or sorry, his son-in-law, not his brother-in-law. So his son-in-law for years. And so I knew like nothing about this guy. I didn't know anything about his temperament or all this stuff, but we talked a little bit for the thing. And there were two cards and it was like, one was like, make sure everybody wins by doing this. I'm like, that sucks. And the other one's like, betray player three. And I look across and he's player number three. And I'm like, this will be an interesting social experiment. See how this goes. <laughs> and to this day, he still talks about it. 
Of course. Because of course. I locked him in the airlock with the alien, with one of the aliens, uh, and he was the engineer, which if you played that game, the engineer just has a pistol, which is like a pea shooter in that game. Oh yeah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was just very fun and thematic. And that's kind of what I wanted out of an alien experience is like it's not rehashing the plot points in the movie, but like your chance to kind of make your own right. retelling okay. of it. Yeah, that, and that's I feel like that's what Nemesis it. does really well. Mm, um, yeah. so if you're more of a heavy gamer, I would definitely look into Nemesis, although like mm-hmm. Nemesis is a beast that probably takes you like what three hours and it's probably over a hundred bucks and has huge minis but um, yeah it's it's, it's very it's much a gamer's a game it's at a different weight class but if you're just you know casual fan this is like i said this is not a bad game it's just like i have finite shelf space and finite time and i think i would rather play some other co-ops over this but like okay. this is not a bad game like if you saw this like in the bargain bin and you're just like a ride or die alien fan <laughs> i say like pick it up give it a try like it's not mm-hmm. It's it's not a bad game by any means. I think I just I just outgamed it a little bit too much for my own good and kind of ruined the experience. But I don't know. I blame uh, myself fair. more for that than the game. I think that was more okay. of a me problem than a game problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I agree with Nemesis. I I really enjoy Nemesis. This is a fantastic. And game. I I remember when Toby was first showing me, you know, it. I was like, this is Alien. This is yeah. This is just fucking Alien. And you know. Which is fine. It was absolutely fine. Um, I, I kind of don't mind it when like they find a way to get around things like that. Um, and it ends up being like a pretty good game. And yeah, I, I always have fun playing Nemesis. So I I I agree with your statement on that. So uh okay, let's go ahead and uh give this like a rating and final thoughts and stuff. I I very much enjoy this game. Um you know, it's 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 quick enough. It's you know, it says forty five minutes to an hour. Um, that's about right. Uh, I'm sure that's based on player count because it goes up to five. It goes up to five. Yeah. So you know, if you have all five players, it probably takes more of the hour because they add more of the objectives, and then you got to do the final mission thing, and then you know, so many things can go wrong. Um, the alien pushes you around or the alien shows up in a room. You're trying to drop off a, a token in and it's like, well, damn it. I can't go in that room. So, okay. So then you got to like strategize to like, okay, I'm going to draw the alien towards me maybe, or I'm going to go into a room with the, uh, you know, the token you turn over, um, uh, conceal, conceal token. Yeah. And, uh, maybe I'll spawn them in my room and that way you can go drop off your stuff. This is very much a good strategy, like light strategy where you're trying to work together to do shit like yeah. that. And I I always appreciate when like some thought like that goes into a game, especially an IP game, when they could have just kind of thrown this together haphazardly yes. and had, yes. you know, the the cardboard standees and just be yeah. like, hey, you know, go collect alien eggs and stuff. You know, like no, they actually put some thought into this design. Um for a mass market game. And I, I appreciate that. I really, I really enjoyed this game. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't play it as often, you know, as often as I probably would like to, um, but I enjoy it. So there you go. That's mine. Uh, Toby, what'd you think? I like this game as well. Um, it is lighter. So, um, I, I like it because it's lighter. That way you can get it out on the, on the table and play it quickly. And, and it's uh, the rules are pretty easy to explain and so on and so forth. I, I, I'm one who likes a, a heavier game. Mm-hmm. So uh, Nemesis would be, you know, I would prefer Nemesis. I would prefer an alien game like Nemesis. Okay. Um, but this version is very good too. And uh, out of 10, I gave it, I think like a seven. I think that's why I have it uh, listed on my I would give it an eight. I, I gave it a seven. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. eight. I, I really like um, it. But part of that higher rating is we talked about, we touched on the, the, the artwork. Yeah. I, I thought I thought the artwork was fantastic. I mean, just having, you know, when you open up the box and you see Jonesy <laughs> looking, hissing at you yeah. uh, from the back of the board. I love it when game companies do that. Yeah. And they did, they've done that with the E.T. game. Uh-huh. They, they did that with uh, 
Um, they did that with Jaws. I I can't remember they did Jaws, Jaws. No, um, but several other games by by Ravensburger, maybe even Funko did some games like that too, where they did something on the back of the Goonies. I think they did I on, think on the back of the something. box. Um, Horrified. Speaking of, has like that message that says, "Right, you know, beware all ye who enter." Blah, blah, blah. Exactly, and I like it when they go to that that they take that extra step uh, to. Put something on on the back of the box, especially when you first open a box. You yeah. see that it's like, oh, that is too. Cool. That's awesome. That is really cool. So artwork is a is a big thumbs up for me on this. Yep. Um, gameplay is 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 okay. Like 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 we were talking about, it's it's light, and I do have to kind of agree with Jason about the the morale tracker. <laughs> I kind of wish they would have done something a little bit differently where maybe like, like I mentioned where the actual characters took some damage, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not knock them, maybe not kill them. Cause I don't like games where you're eliminated. No. Yeah. So, you know, if they're like, if they take damage and then they have to go to the med bay, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're, they're oh, like lose scrapper items. Like that would hurt a lot. Yeah, 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 an item maybe. Yeah, exactly. So if you if you got sent to med bay and you lost like a turn, I mean that would be devastating. Mm-hmm. Actually, oh, yeah. you know, if you lose a turn in this game, that would be devastating. Yeah, so so something like that might be a little bit better than that morale tracker. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, that that's that's those are my thoughts right there. So James, yeah, I think uh, I'm a little bit lower than that. I'd probably give this uh, a six. I still liked it. Um, but yeah, just, I think the gameplay experience was a little bit, uh, lighter than what I was hoping for. And I was hoping for something that was a little bit more difficult. Uh, uh, you just touched on it, but like, I think a lot of the value in this for me is like, just, they really knocked it out of the park with the production. And I think for a certain type of board gamer, like this is going to be that loves alien. Like this is just going to be like you know, a dream come true, right? Like this is, this is like a, this is very good mass market weight board game. It's just, um, and this is just me, my personal taste, like no slight to anyone, but like, I think I was talking to Jason about this is like, I don't play a lot of IP board games and it's not because I like hate the idea of them. It's just like, they tend to be a little bit too easy for me. So, and this one definitely falls in that category of like, okay, this was a little bit too easy. Like I, like I, something like a nemesis that like you know is really just playing it hard like deep for the hardcore board gamers is going to be something that i'm going to enjoy more um i appreciate this this exists i appreciate they didn't make it a cheap production it doesn't feel like a cash grab at all and it was like very i think for what it was like was it i think it was 40 retail i may have picked it up for cheaper than that like i feel like it's a good value package and there's enough i do like that there's enough variance in there like there's it's not the same because some board games like have to have the same win condition with like a co-op like it can start to feel a little bit stale um you know even though i love me some pandemic like when it's just like oh wipe out the virus like eventually you need more than that right let's i mean you know it's like this one having that variance having those different goals having uh, the way the board can kind of be a little bit more very variable, like it really becomes um, a little bit more dynamic than than it could have been. It could have just been a like, you know, put the alien in the airlock, press the button, like, you know, like, <laughs> hey, we, we, you win, yeah. like, you know, something where they could have been like, OK, what's going to get people to buy this and then not instantly return it as opposed to, OK, like, let's make something that is actually replayable and that people yeah the right group will play over and over and over again, you know? Um, uh-huh. Like I, I uh-huh. think, yeah, I think if the rules had just been tweaked a little bit, I would probably be more eager to play this again. But instead, I think I would just probably say once again, like I think horrified has kind of taken over the space for me where it like feels about the same rule weight and about the same level of complexity, but that one just feels a little bit harder to me. And that's really what I want from this weight, but very close. Um, Still, I think if you really like Alien and you like IP games, give it a try. Um, it's a pretty cheap get, and I'm sure you can pick it up. I mean, if it's on Amazon or on the second, like Amazon for like twenty five bucks. It. Yeah, it's twenty five. Yeah, bucks you can probably get it cheaper than that now. And you know, after a few plays, it's basically paid for itself, right? You know. 
Exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Well, you know, James, to counter your IP argument, there are some I heavy IP games. For example, oh. Frostpunk. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did an episode on that, and I was like, "Dang it! I would have done yep. an episode on Frostpunk." <laughs> <laughs> and then because i played the i wish i would have been too. here for that one no and i then, know and then uh hey jason yes if you ever want to do an episode on war of the ring just let me know you would hate me so much if we did that <laughs> you episode. just made toby's day i absolutely you would hate I, me so I much if we did war that episode ring. war of the ring is one of the best games ever made it's just fantastic oh, i guess we're gonna it's, have it back out for it's, that and it's it's one of my favorite games, Jason, but I can almost guarantee yeah. you're not going to like it. Yeah, he's not going to like it. Um, <laughs> I love this reputation I got. It's, it's like uh, it's like the perfect level fiddly for me, but for you, I think you're just going to be like, why can't I just roll dice and kill stuff? And that's like, yeah, it, it like tricks you into thinking that's what it's going to be, and then it's not that. Exactly, and, yeah, it does yeah, trick you yeah, into yeah. that, but no, you got to use those dice for a certain, you know, for different yeah. things, and but the way it tells the story oh, yeah. of, of the books, I mean, it tells the story. Okay. It really okay. does. It just, it's, the flavor is fantastic. I have gone on record stating I will play any game once. I will give <laughs> anything a shot once. You know, I can't promise I'm going to like it at the end of it, but I will give something a shot once. See, first also, off, well, first off, play, if if go ahead, go ahead, James. I also I will say there are at least two, possibly three Dune games that I would definitely come back and talk about. Okay, I would talk Dune about Imperium, Dune Imperium, and then yeah. OG yeah, yeah, yeah. Dune, the one from like seventy eight or seventy nine. Jesus, <laughs> and then well, they reprinted it. Uh, Gale Force Nine reprinted it. Oh, and then I, feel like I do remember hearing about that. I'm forgetting. Um, but yeah, there is... are some properties that they like make some heavy board games for that I would yeah. down to talk about. It's just, uh, does does Jason want to play those board games? Yeah. Well, well I go ahead, Toby. Um, going back to War of the Ring, there is a 1v all oh, version okay. of War of the Ring called Hunt for the Ring. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. That one's fun and, too. And I think you would, because they recommend that you play this before you play War of the Ring, because because of how well you do on this, you can you can start uh, in a better position on War of the Ring. Oh, interesting! Instead of starting in a shire, you know, you can start in in like Riverdale or something like that. I can't remember, but it's like um, one person plays as like the, the 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 hobbits. Okay. And then the other people play as uh, the um, the riders. Yeah, the ring race. Thank you. I didn't think of the word. They play at the ring race. Okay. As a really uh, hidden movement oh, game. Okay. It's, it's hidden movement. You just said two things that I'm really Exactly. <laughs> That's why I have it on our list of games to play because I think you would enjoy it. I, say, I will give anything a shot once. Right. Because so the, the, the Frodo character is the hidden movement. Okay. Okay. And then you flip over the board and you have Gandalf as the hidden movement. And it's really, really well done. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I love that this last half. Yeah. And not not to just like keep going and going with this, but I will say Dune Imperium is designed by the guy who designed Clank. So you might actually like that one, Jason. Okay. No, that's fair. And it's a deck builder area control. Oh, okay. That's for for Dune Imperium. So, All and right. I've played that. That's probably like one of my most played games. So I, I could come back and talk about that whenever, but, uh, okay. Um, All right. Well, I like that there, this last half was there, just yeah, trying to convince I me to play. I, I, I'm trying to games. say there are plenty of IP games I do like. It's just, and the lower weight, I'm, I kind of tend to be like, mm, I'd rather play like something else. That's like an original design. Like I'd rather play a. All right. Well, know, I guess I won't have you back on for it. Willy Wonka Candyland. No, please don't. Unless you just want me to be on as like, here's a bad game, like <laughs> invasion of the um, B board games. There was a Willy Wonka game, but it's not Candyland. But we'll we'll save that for later. Yeah, which is actually a good game. It actually is good. Uh, all right, I think that's gonna do it for us. Uh, James, I want to thank you so so much for joining us on this episode. Thank you for recommending that we play this and talk about it on the show. Um. 
I very much uh, enjoy it. And I enjoy talking to you. You're 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 a cool you're a cool guy. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> I don't. I just say like I'm a cool guy. Why are you talking to me? Yeah, exactly. You, you know exactly. No, but and James, I appreciate being on the show and talking about board games. It's so like you said at the top. Like we started as like movie blog buddies, and then like uh-huh. years later, I found you again because I'd subscribed <laughs> to your channel, which was like I thought initially about movie stuff i could be wrong but then you started talking about board games and i'm like jason like board games i like yeah. board games and so then yeah. we started like playing board games online together. Yeah, online on really Steam, funny yeah. yeah like really funny reconnecting over like a different passion that we didn't know that we shared exactly yeah i had no idea so uh and hopefully some year you'll come to gen con james i i look forward to meeting right. you in person it, it totally blew by me this year like it wasn't even on my radar like yeah I, yeah you're you're fine I, yeah i another year i do because you know it's like one of the holy grails of board gaming right exactly and yes it's it would not be too bad of a trip to make for me so i want to do it one year i'm, I'm gonna come um james Crash has nothing for cat. me to plug uh, nothing for me to plug. Uh, no, he, he, I don't he doesn't do anything. He doesn't exist on the internet, but mm-hmm. he is a cool guest. So thank you. Um, and I want to thank you out there for listening. Uh, if you like this show, you should go to rabbitholepodcast.com and go check out all the other episodes of uh, Cinegamer. And while you're there, you should go check out all the other podcasts that we have. There's literally, and I mean that in the correct way, literally <laughs> a podcast for everything there's movies there's tv shows we got music we got comedy we got everything we got books there's a book do, club do, podcast do you, have a, do you have a podcast for tree lovers yes we do it's the book club one because it's made out of trees uh so yeah go to rabbitholepodcast.com please go check out all of our other shows there um and yeah, I don't do this often. I, you know, rate us and subscribe to us and at places. I don't like to do that. I feel weird. Give your true opinion. Um, but go ahead and do that anyway. That'd be kind of cool. Um, five five stars only. I don't want to see any four stars. I'll hunt you down. I'm a guest, so I can say that. Fair enough. Uh, that's gonna do it. Toby, thank you so much for being my co-host. It's this my pleasure. Adventure. It's a lot of fun. Um, that's gonna do it for us next month. It is gonna be October, and you know what that means? We're gonna play games about falling leaves. So until then, I love uh, falling leaves. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Copyright 2023 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbitholepodcast.com.